This episode of Says Who is brought it's to you brought by, to you, by you. you. Whoa, okay. Then. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to do a duet. Okay. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Yes, brought you. You. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. I'm dancing. Arm, she gave up on now. She's just doing the arm wiggle thing again. Through our did you support, forget, did you forget I did. What you, I lost the flow. Thank you very much. Sure. Our Patreon, where every Sunday you get this all over again. Who wouldn't want that? If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club, the best club. All of that is available to you at patreon.com slash says who. <sighs> Dan? Maureen? This morning... Before 10.30 a.m., I saw Nine Liars for the last time before it went to the, goes to the printer. Oh, do you give it like a little, like you give put a little hat on it? Final. Get a little snack. Fi- final pass. Check the final things. And now it's being, everything's being closed. There it goes. And then it's going to go to the printer. That little book's all grown up. And pretty soon I'm going to have pre-order information. Um, and. Uh, but you know, obviously people can pre-order it, but there's, it's, I'm just going to say this in the U S just save your receipt. Yep. You've pre-ordered it. doesn't matter where, just save your receipt. And there's a little something that's going to come for pre-orders. And we're going to pretty soon going to have information on where to order so- a really great bookstore to order signed copies from to support an independent bookstore. We're just waiting for everything to be done. Like all everything to be cleared. Like that's the bookstore. And then, but it's a great bookstore. It. So I love books, it. If you want to get in on that pre-order before that great bookstore is named, you can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org. That's our own little bookshop where you can get that book or whatever book because we sell books at kickbezosintheballs.org. Speaking of selling things from us, you can go to merch.saysupodcast.com where there is a whole bunch of brand new Says Boo merchandise now up. There's the hoodie that we had last year. There's shirts. There's a mug. There's a patch. There's all kinds of great stuff. Go on over to merch.saysupodcast.com and get spooky with us. Boo. Hello. Welcome to Hardy's. Can I take your order, please? Kid, is that you? Oh, no. Uh, what oh, are you doing here? What are you? Well, I mean, a better question is what are you doing here in... What town am I in? In Minnesota, I'm in. You're in Mankato, Minnesota. Mankato, Minnesota. Mankato. I, Mankato. No, it's no Mankato. Mankato. I'm what? here with my family. They're on vacation, and I'm just doing my vacation job. Wait. On vacation, you work at a different fast food restaurant. I just really like to make sure that I have an appropriate retirement savings when it's time for me to retire. And so I'm taking advantage of this extra free time to pick up just a few extra shifts at this Hardee's restaurant. Now, can I take your order, please? You're a goddamn legend, kid, and an American inspiration. That's the American way. Never stop working. Take no time off. God damn it! I just want to kiss a flag when I see you, kid. But, all right, uh, what is it you want again? All right, uh, of the okay, <clears throat> I have to read it off the phone. It's very particular. The mushroom and Swiss Angus burger, a one third char broiled. I don't have to read the whole thing. You don't. I mean, uh, that's uh, all I black need to Angus patty topped with melted Swiss and finished yeah. with mushroom yeah. sauce it's, and served on a toasted yeah. potato bun. It's not. S- 620 calories okay, order now. To, I already knew uh, what it was from the time that you said the initial part of it. Right. I, I have one um, mushroom Swiss burger. I've got that. Uh, anything Angus. Else? Angus burger. It's, it's all Angus. We just say Angus. It's just meat. And uh, a, cho- a chocolate shake to wash that down. Yeah. Sure, no problem. Uh, would you like a small, a medium, a large, or an extra large chocolate shake, please? You have a, I think he's probably going to want to go with the extra large. Extra okay. large. Extra large. Okay, that's okay. great. Okay, 
That will be $7.48 if you'd like to drive up to the first window. We can finish this transaction and then is, you can proceed forward and collect your food. It is just incident, a, I'm sure. It is a goddamn delight to see you, kid. I mean, you can't imagine what... I have had a tough, I have had a tough week. I got a new guy I got to drive in the car with me here. And, uh, yeah. you know, the driver is, he, so we got the driver, we got this guy back here with me, and he's, yeah. he's not listening right now because he's always looking at his phone, but oh my God. Yeah, anyway, I think uh, that that might be alleviated <sighs> shortly. Hmm? Nothing. All right, well, I'm just going to I'm just up to the first window. Okay, well, I guess we'll, uh, hey, well, you can pull up now, just pull up. Uh, okay, bye, kid, I guess. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, good luck. What? Uh, Nothing. Uh, all right, just pull up and, uh... Hey, hey! Hey, take your hands what? off the wheel! What? Take your hands off the steering wheel! I don't have the steering wheel. The driver has the steering wheel. You're looking at... I, I mean, I got all I got is this... I have my phone. I went, oh, my God, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Put your hands where we can see them. Uh... Uh... Here, I put them on... I'm putting, I'm putting them on my head like this. Oh my God! What's happening, kid? What's happening? What's happening? It's come from all around. What's happening? Oh my! I think oh my that you may not actually be getting your order. What? What's happening? Oh God! There appears to be a number of federal agents oh, approaching your car Oh God! Oh God! Oh, the documents! I sat on the documents. Oh, oh my God! Oh my God! What's happening? What's happening? It's finally happening. Um, um, uh, I'll have a fish burger with, uh, spicy tartar sauce, and... We uh, don't have any uh, fish, but we do have a uh, hot ham and cheese sandwich. If you'd like a hot ham, please let me know. Uh, I think I've got a hot ham in the car with me. I'm getting out now. Before we say to says who, I just want to say that on the screen here, I have a picture pulled up of the mushroom and Swiss Angus burger at Hardee's. And boy, oh boy. I mean, Hardee's is a real D-list fast food place, Maureen. Oh, yeah. I thought it was good. But these mushrooms on this burger is the one of the grossest things I have ever seen. It is. It is. We'll certainly get into this in the in the main meat of the podcast, if you mm-hmm. will, but that is easily the most chaotic choice for any burger on the Hardee's menu. Any fast food that involves a mushroom is going to be gross. Because you know that shit is, is canned. That is a full-on saucy canned mushroom slop. And there's one thing I cannot abide, and it is a, is a canned mushroom. Correct. Anyway, welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a it's- Hardee's franchise. <laughs> I'm Dan Sinker. And I am Maureen Johnson. Oh, boy. Maureen. I mean, obviously, a lot of people were very, very excited to tell us about the big news of this week. So we'll get into it. We are certainly going to get into it. But before we do, how's your day? How's your day been? Well, as you can see, Maureen, I'm not in the basement. No. I'm sitting cross-legged on our bed where I have slept alone for the last week because Janice is in the basement. <laughs> you have what's behind you. What I It looks like a potato masher, but I guess that's a reading light. Yeah, these are little reading lights. They got okay, a little yeah. bendy. You can bend them, point them right where you want. Now Look it makes here, more I'll turn sense. that on, shine ah, it right oh, in. Jesus. Boom. It's like you're being interrogated right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm They're really blind. bright. They are that they are not not bright. Yeah, so we are. Uh, I believe today is officially day eight by CDC count, where your first day of symptoms is day zero. We are on day eight now of Janice having COVID. I will say, no one else has gotten COVID, which is amazing. Amazing. It is a testament to the fact that we have a very drafty house, I think, and also that uh, we have had all of our windows open and we have been masked in shared spaces 
at all times, eating in shifts and all of it, sleeping separately, uh, the whole nine. But yeah, we are uh, rapidly approaching the point where I think we can kind of stand down, which is nice. And uh, and Janice has really not had uh, any real symptoms for uh, probably close to a week at this point. So um, other than feeling a little bit tired, but um, but yeah, she had a fever and she had um, uh, quite heavy congestion for the first couple of days, but that has since since passed. So uh, it does feel a little bit like the worst of it is over, though it sure has been disruptive. I'm so sorry. It's okay. And, you know, then this morning, <laughs> it's just going to be Dan. I, I wanted to see if you wanted to talk about this because it really Why is something. Not? Why not? I it just, really this is morning, something. The teen goes to walk off to school. And we get a text from him from outside his school building. And it just says, on my walk, police everywhere on the north side. And there's a photograph of many police cars lined up right along the north side of his school. Uh, so we don't, we get no communication from the high school. Um, the police department in our town does tweet saying that they've closed the street pending an investigation. I don't really know what's going on. They let the kids into school. So, I mean, maybe that's a good sign or maybe they just don't give a fuck. Who knows? Uh, I guess they did make a few announcements inside that there was a police investigation happening and reminding the kids that they were safe and all of that. Now, mind you, Maureen, last year there was a fucking gun incident in the school. So mm-hmm. already these kids are fucking triggered all to fuck, as are, I will point out, the parents. Mm. Um, but, you know, it turns out it was just a body that they found <laughs> on the fucking campus. <laughs> I did say to you when I direct messaged you to let me let you know this was going on. I was like, I think that probably they found a gun or drugs or a body. Turns out it was the final. Yeah. So they found a body on campus. Uh, and they just at some point, the administration had a discussion that were like, so there's a dead body here. Uh, should we like close school or something? And they decided no. So we've been getting fun texts from the teen all morning where he's like, so nobody's doing any work. And we're like, yeah, I can imagine. But uh, I think, uh, they've, did, did think they, they cleared the body now. Do they um, know who who it is? Uh, well, it is not. It is an adult female. It okay. is not a high school age body. And uh, and they said that it does not appear to be a school employee. So, you know, I mean, the school, it's a very, very large school. It is in the middle of a neighborhood. Um, So, and the place seems as if where the body was found. And I know this because I got a text from the teen when uh, he was out on lunch and he went walking around till he could find where the police tape was. Um, It looks like maybe it was found right kind of on the sidewalk, right at the edge of the of the campus across from tennis courts, you know, hey Dan, remember that time that because you haven't seen friends, we did a bonus episode cause called friends are dark friends in which I, I read you the plot of real friends episode. And then I mixed in the, the plots of dark friends episodes yes, that I wrote I and did. made, made you see if you could tell the difference. Well, I feel like if high school is supposed to be a sitcom, your son is living in the dark friends. Yeah. Like he's, he got to go to school a little bit. Then a pandemic hit. Then mm-hmm. they made them go back. Mm-hmm. Then his st- students around him kept disappearing out of classes like they yep. were being uh, raptured out. Yep. There was a shooting, potential shooter incident, and now, yep. we're, now barely, we're barely cracking into the start of his senior year, and there is a dead body yeah. outside the school. Yeah. So it's going good. So now he's supposed to go in and learn some calculus and history and stuff. And apply to colleges. Just be chill like about literally it. right now, they are in the throes of college application stress. So I straight perfect. up wrote a novel about this kind of stuff. And, you know, my fictional characters were having a hard time. Of them. Yeah. They are fictional. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff, Maureen. 
I love everything about what's happening right now. You seem happy. You seem happy about it. I'm thrilled. I am thrilled. Sometimes I think, Dan, that we're failing kids. Oh, do you think? And each other. Sometimes, Dan, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I think it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I guess I can see it. I mean, it's, I know, I know you want to push back. But hear me out. Not really. I know you're like, you know, like, we're not, we're doing a great job. This is the thing that I don't understand because our our child is in the process of getting his college applications together. How in the fuck any college is making a decision on kids based on the last four years of their life? I assume that every college application office is just full of people just smoking four cigarettes and pounding coffee going, sure, why the fuck not? What are you, yeah. you're a circus clown? Get in here. All right. No, it's fine. Let's pretend the school's going to be last in four more years. It's fine. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your name? You're, you're a potted plant? Yeah, get in here. You're fine. The, uh, yeah, the Common app mm. has a section where you can basically be like, look, my grades are shit because my whole family died of COVID. Like there is a very specific COVID section in the Common app where you can sort of explain your COVID circumstances that led to you doing poorly. Here's a couple things. Did the following happen to you? Did you go to high school during a worldwide pandemic that killed or infected some of your family members? Maybe you were infected with it, closed down your school for all or part, or your friends were raptured? That's one checkbox. Have you been involved in a violent incident in your school where a, there's been a gunman, were a bunch of your classmates killed? Did you think you would be murdered in school? Check this box. Yeah, it's good stuff. I love it. I love this for our kids. Well, luckily, Dan, we don't have to worry about that anymore. We don't, Maureen, because I've got some good news for you. I, Dan, I desperately need good news. Well, I'm excited to tell you that while touring the Detroit Auto Show with the television program 60 Minutes, when asked point blank if the pandemic was over... Yep. President of the United States declared the pandemic is over. No wiggle room. Straight up, the pandemic is over. He added, we still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everyone seems to be in pretty good shape. So I think it's changing. Now, Dan, I know this is going to make you angry. So before you get angry, I want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think he met that in a John Lennon and Yoko Ono way where they said war is over if you want it? Like COVID's over if you want it? Like if we bind together and make it our goal and our utmost wish to end this, then we can achieve uh, we can achieve it by combining our efforts and directing our energy in that direction. Mm, COVID's I don't think so. over. I think that if you want it, come on, sing it with me, Dad. COVID's over now. How did that song become a Christmas song? So this is Christmas. Oh, it's the same fucking song. What have you done? Yeah, another year over, and a new mm. one's just begun. That is high on my list of Christmas songs that I cannot stand. Mostly because I don't think it's really a Christmas song. Like, do you think John Lennon and Yoko Ono sat down and they were like, we need a Christmas song? Uh, I I actually have really deep thoughts on this, Dan, that you probably don't want to hear. But it is a part of... Here's the thing that Yoko... Yoko Ono gets a lot of shit. Because she's a woman who dated, a, who married a famous man, and therefore yeah. everything is her fault, as opposed right. to she's an actual human being with thoughts. Wow, come and, on. And she brought the, the art she always did had a lot about imagining things. Right. Like she'd been doing this for years and years. And she, he was really, uh, he wrote Imagine based on like her, what she was doing. And it was about imagining, you don't have to like her. I like her a lot. You don't have to like her. But it was about imagining things like how you can kind of, if you direct your energy in that direction and, and point yourself in that way, you can make a thing. Right. 
And I think, and actually, I love that song because it also has the Harlem Children's Choir in the background. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it has like a real New Yorky feel to me. I like it. But uh, I don't know. I think they thought it was a good time of year to like put out a positive message that was like, why don't you imagine something better for a new year? I just feel like there was a point when the sort of like all Christmas radio stations were like, shit, we need another song. And someone was like, Christmas is in the lyrics here. Throw it in. Well, Dan, that's just how it happens. Like, I don't, you know, he just, he just, you know, they used to put out Beatles like Christmas, like special Christmas albums every year for their fans. And so they used to write little things. And so I think he was like, you want a message this year? Here's my message. Like, all right. I think that's what they were doing down. I and then we have dung 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 and Bazio. Oh, I will not hear a word said against the McCartneys, but I will say yeah. this: they smoked a lot of weed, and they're just a happy, nice group of people. Dung dung dung. That dun, song is dun. fucking tick. God damn it! I can't believe you placed that in everyone's <laughs> ears right now. Listen, he's a nice man. I mean, I know he's a nice man, but that song is the fucking dun, worst. Dun, dun. It's not his best. No. Dun, 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 Stop dun, it. Dun. Anyway, the point being, Simply, Maureen, we are getting... Wait, wait, I'm going to sing to you again then. <sighs> Having a wonderful Fuck COVID off. time. <sighs> Party's well. on. We've got no masks. <sighs> I hear you cough. I'm not going to ask. Simply having a wonderful COVID time. Dun, 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 dun. Now, which do you want better? Do you want COVID's over if you want it? Or do you want simply having... I don't having want any a- of this. I don't want this to be our life. It, Dan, it's over. I know. It, so it, he said it almost immediately. There were reports that this took uh, his members of his administration, especially uh, on the health side of things, by surprise, mm-hmm. which is great. Why? Um, <laughs> seems like the best possible explanation is that he was just having a real good time at the auto show, Maureen, and he did not want to break that vibe. Hey. Uh, What's up? I hear you talking about my man. Yeah. Hi, Amy Carter Shoe. Hey. Hello. I heard, he, I heard he was having a good time. Yeah. He was having a great time at the auto show, I think. Oh, yeah. The auto show. We always have a good time at the auto show. I don't know what that means. This just means cars. Auto. Uh huh. It's the auto show. Get they, it? They show cars. No. Auto. Cars. How yeah. else does it mean? Cars. A-U-T-O, what does it mean? Automatic. What does it mean, then? Automobile. Auto buyer. It means self. Oh. Get it? Okay. Get it? No. I don't even wonder why I bother. <laughs> Simply have a wonderful auto time. <laughs> Simply have a wonderful auto time. I'm at the show. Uh, There's COVID, no. A cough on me. Away we go. Yeah, hang. <laughs> hanging low. Simply have a wonderful auto show. Dung, 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 dung. Now, I'm out. I'm busy. That was impressive. I'm really dizzy for some reason. Oh, I think because you're just dizzy with your delightful song. (sighs) The president of the United States declaring that the pandemic is over, Maureen, while I will point out like a week or two ago, they just announced brand new vaccines. America is not great at getting vaccinated anyway. And now suddenly it feels like he's sort of undermining his whole, the vaccine push. Plus the fact that uh, all of the money for things like vaccines and tests and treatment that the federal government have been supplying is running out or has run out. And there are people in the actual Congress trying to get more money for those things. It feels to me, maybe like announcing the pandemic is over is going to possibly perhaps undermine that thing. Also, Maureen, let's not forget that this motherfucker just got over COVID last month and that his wife just got over COVID two weeks ago. Dung, 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 dung. <laughs> so I just feel like maybe it's a little fucking premature. 
Also, fucking announcing that COVID is over when I'm walking around in my house with a fucking mask on all the time and Janice is sleeping in a spider-filled basement. Last night she was sending me photos of the various like uh, centipedes that live in the ba- in the bathroom down there. He's like, I hope this one doesn't leap on me. Do you live in a haunted house, Dan? The basement is not in its best shape, I would say. <laughs> We came back from um, we came back from our trip, and it is mostly spider down there now. There's some walls, but they are it's mostly spider webs. I, little tiny sidebar: Did you see the recent what we do in the shadows, where they they did a spoof of a like a house yes. improvement show? Yes, it was basically one of the greatest half hours of television I have ever seen. Oh yeah, absolutely. But if Maureen, you ha- if you haven't seen it, watch that because. Uh, where Guillermo wants the sewage-filled room that he sleeps. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like she's sleeping in Guillermo's room that has the sewage leak in it. Yeah, it's not the best. Mm-hmm. Also, co- the fact that it's the space that I tend to work in. <laughs> right. So suddenly now I'm not uh, working where I need to work. It's all good stuff. It it's makes good stuff. I'm glad to know it's over. It makes it sound like that your job is that you're some kind of spider farmer. Sort of. Not completely incorrect, I would say. Anyway, Maureen, COVID's over, so thank God for that. Dung, 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 dung. Finally. So this is COVID. Made our way through it. And what have you done? God, people are going to be very upset that these two songs are now stuck in their fucking heads. Got an infection. It's not even the season yet when they will get stuck in their heads. Can't feel my tongue. I've got a big fever. But there's more stuff. Yeah. The handpicked judge that the Trump defense team uh, picked to uh, lobby for a special master to go over the documents seized by the FBI at Mar-a-Lago last month, named that special master senior U.S. District Judge Raymond Deary. He was first identified the Trump team and the Justice Department both had to submit names of uh, potential special masters. Deary was suggested by the Trump team. The Justice Department said they didn't actually object to it. Um, Trump picking Deary seemed to take a lot of people by surprise because apparently he has a um, sort of a reputation of being a no-nonsense judge that has little tolerance for bullshittery which seems to be the only real line of defense that the Trump team has is delaying on as much bullshit as possible. The best anyone can figure out why they identified him is that he sat on the FISA court that approved the surveillance of here. Maureen is a blast from the past name. Carter page. Yes. My man. Yeah. My man. It all oh, came back. My boyfriend's back. My boyfriend's back and he's gonna be in trouble. I'm singing today. Yeah, you are feeling singy. That's right. It's a singy day. It's yes. a singy day. Anyway, well, he sat. What's there not to sing about? I mean, he sat on the FISA court that uh, approved the surveillance of Carter Page. And it seems that they believe that because there was some screwiness in the originating paperwork that approved that uh, surveillance that they think, according to the Daily Beast, that he will be, quote, a deep skeptic of the FBI. Okay. However, Maureen, Deary has already pissed off the <laughs> Trump folks because he asked them to submit, quote, specific information regarding declassification of the documents that were seized to him. Because you should maybe recall that the Trump team has repeatedly said uh trump himself has said that all those documents were declassified by him with his brain there is no paperwork there is no anything none of the normal channels that would go to declassify information is there but uh as trump himself has said the president of the united states can really declassify anything that he wants and so of course any all of these were declassified now It is important to note that while Trump and many of his kind of goons that go on cable TV have asserted that he did this, uh, the actual lawyers have only ever asserted that he could declassify stuff. 
never that he has declassified stuff. So Deary is basically going to them and saying, hey, look, I need to understand if these documents that I'm supposed to go through are or are not declassified. Can you tell me the process you went through declassifying these documents? And the Trump team has responded by being like, hey, 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 hey what the fuck? Um, they are arguing that because they are not actually fighting the warrant, just requesting a review of materials, that they shouldn't have to disclose whether or not the stuff was declassified or not. Wait, what? Yes. They are basically saying that, hey, all we want is a special master to look over these documents. We aren't fighting the warrant. We're not doing anything along those lines. And so we don't need to tell you what to do. And part of the reason for that, Maureen, is because they are also saying that if, in fact, there is, are charges that stem from this, a lot of their defense will rest around the idea that these documents were declassified. And so they should not have to give details about their defense to prosecution before there's actually charges down. Wait, so the crime is that he took classified, well, he took documents, some of which are classified. Yes. And he's like, well, I magically declassified them. Yes. And the master that, and I want a master, and he gets a master, the master's like, you have to tell me which were declassified yeah, and how. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but if we tell you that, we're going to, that's, de- that's revealing our defense for the criminal case. Yes. That seems to be the basics. That's just a circle, Dan. Yes. It seems as if they uh, really thought that this wasn't going to come up. And like now he would just be like, it, whatever you say. Yeah, that he would just be like, cool, I'm going to look through this stuff. And instead, he's like, I kind of want to know what I'm looking through. I guess the question I have that I, how do you declassify a document? Right. So if you ask the Trump people, all he has to do is kind of point and say, this is declassified. I and declassify the. And he can apparently say that in an empty room to only himself. And mm-hmm. maybe not even with his voice, but with his head. Mm-hmm. And if you ask anyone else involved in government, they will say, uh, yes, the president can declassify whatever, but they kind of there's a whole bunch of paperwork because any document that is classified, it's not like there's just one copy, right? Like the president might have a copy and whatever, you know, the CIA has a few copies because they, you know, they need to look over this stuff too. And you need to tell people that the document is now considered declassified. So like each each governmental agency has a process with which things have to be declassified, including things that are declassified by the president. So there should be paperwork, but there appears to be no paperwork. Any of the uh, agencies involved are like, we don't know. We, you know, the documents that were taken, we don't, we don't have any record that these were declassified. So what he's done, Dan, is sort of like I was referencing before where, he said it's declassified if you want it. You know, he's sort mm-hmm. of created a mind. He's he's willed it. He's put it into the forefront, you know, in his energy in his mind that he has uh, he has declassified that. Yeah. That seems to be it. But also they don't want to say that on the legal record. Seems to be it seems to be the underlying uh fact of the legal defense of Donald Trump is that nobody involved in a legal capacity wants to put that in writing. So I guess there's... Likely because they would be perjuring themselves or possibly perjuring themselves. Their defense or their answer right now is we're not telling you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or I I think uh, to add a little nuance, their defense is we really don't want to tell you. Mm. So... 
We'll see. They are supposed to actually be meeting today to discuss this further. And uh, and we will learn probably a lot more this week. In addition, the Justice Department has begun a appeal process to the 11th Circuit for at least the ability to continue to look at the classified doc- or to, not even to look at the, the documents, to continue their investigation into the classified documents, which they are currently prohibited from doing. Okay. So that's good stuff. But Maureen, sure, COVID is over. Uh-huh. Sure, the Trump potential Trump indictment is moving forward, at least slowly. But more importantly than all of that, Mike Lindell, a guy who makes pillows and trouble, had his cell phone seized by the FBI last week while waiting in the drive-thru at Hardee's in Mankato, Minnesota. Dan, you were the editor of Punk Planet. Yes. Do you remember a song from the early 90s called You'll Dance to Anything? Uh, I don't. There was a song that was kind of it was kind of spoken, but it was okay. making fun of people, like all the songs that the, you'll dance to anything by the Smiths. You'll dance to oh, anything yeah, I do by... I remember, yes. Well, there was a line in it where they were doing a voice of someone that said, I met Andy Warhol at a really chic party. Well, blow it out your hair, dude, because you work at Hardee's. Like, that's the line that kept yeah. echoing through my head. And I was all, blow it out your hair, dude. Uh, I mean, obviously, thank you. Everybody got in touch with us immediately. Immediately. Because you know that there's a lot of media beats out there, but you know there's one that we have covered from the get. We yep. And we honestly, I really... We're not a huge media outlet, Dan, but we have absolutely covered the, 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 the burger. Oh yeah, the, all the burger connections of yes. this whole mess. So yes, obviously this is very much in our wheelhouse. Extraordinarily let's, so. Let's hear the story of Mike Lindell and his burger. Well, Maureen Johnson. <laughs> Mike Lindell was returning from a turkey hunting trip. Okay, I didn't know that. I actually don't. I was traveling, so I didn't get to hear a lot of the details of this. And I didn't know it was going to be that wonderful from the get. Yeah. He was off hunting turkeys. What kind of, I mean, I understand that people eat turkeys, but have you ever seen a turkey in the wild? Yeah, I have. They are nuts. Yeah, they're (laughs) super nuts. They are the weirdest. I mean, what a noble pursuit, hunting the turkey. Yeah. So he was (laughs) off on the turkey hunt. Uh, I have a friend who lives up in uh, Minneapolis, and I can confirm he was out hunting uh, birds this week as well. So I think it's bird season up there. So this all checks out. But uh, Mike Lindell was off hunting turkeys. They pulled off uh, on their way back to the Minneapolis suburb that the My Pillow uh, works out of. They pulled off in Mankato, which is about an hour and a half uh, southwest of. Um, Minneapolis. In order to grab some food, they pull into the Hardee's, Maureen. Mike Lindell orders a mushroom and Swiss burger. Mm -hmm. Easily the most disgusting thing on the Hardee's menu. Mm. And that's saying a lot because they have a hot ham and cheese sandwich. Mm. Also a chocolate shake. Hot ham and cheese just sounds like it's been in your pocket. I... I desperately wished when I looked at the Hardy's menu to begin to kind of really wrap my head around this story. And I first read hot ham. I th- mm. I was like, I wanted to stop there. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a hot ham and cheese because a ham and cheese sandwich is good. And yeah, if the cheese is melty, even better. But a hot ham sandwich is hilarious. We had a, a menu item on our incredibly disgusting and limited high school cafeteria. Yeah. That was simply called a hot cheese yeah. And let me tell you what a hot cheese was. Yeah, Dan. I would love to know. It was, an, I believe, an Amoroso's roll that had been half sliced, a mm-hmm. piece of cheese stuck in it. It was wrapped in that weird tin, that kind of tin foil. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then the it was made, tin foil. it was made extremely tepid. Mm-hmm. And it was only kind of melted. And it was just like, Yum. it was just, and it had nothing else on it. It was just like a tepid roll with a sort of melted cheese. And then that was it. 
There was nothing else to it. You could get a cup of nacho cheese to actually dip it in as well. Because everything wow, you, you could, could dip always cheese in some cheese. You could always get an extra cup of hot nacho cheese for 25 cents. Wow. It was we did not have a very healthy cafeteria. We had no vegetables except a weird salad that no one ate. Well, it's because you had nacho cheese. I'm anyway, just saying, Maureen. I'm uh, look, you, you're the expert. I didn't know that Hardee's was a garbage place. Oh, I've never yeah. been. No, I, I've never. I also have never been to a Hardee's. I couldn't actually tell you if there is a Hardee's anywhere near me. What's the but, best fast food restaurant? Uh, Culver's. I've never even heard of that. It is a local. Well, not local. It's from Wisconsin. It is a fast food place that came from Wisconsin, but they are now all over the place. Uh, Culver's is amazing. In and out also amazing, uh, but much harder to get to. Uh, Taco Bell also incredible. Really? Taco Bell hits far above its weight, always. I always seem to remember that Roy Rogers was sort of a pinnacle of when that existed. It was. I like don't a, think they exist anymore. Yeah, I don't think they do either, but I seem to remember they were very tasty. I mean, I think the main, like, Roy Rogers, my memory of Roy Rogers is that it was sort of cafeteria style. So you just grabbed your food off of hot, like, underneath heat lamps, and then you went to the cash register to pay for it. I used to get a cheeseburger and they used to have a like a sauce bar. And that's why I liked it because I used to cover that fucker in their barbecue sauce. Yeah. And I can tell you it's making my mouth water right now thinking about it. Like it was my favorite fucking thing in the world. My main memory connection of Roy Rogers is that it plays a minor role in the um, kind of seminal drag documentary Paris is Burning Mm -hmm. because uh, they talk about shoplifting, stealing burgers from Roy Rogers. And I don't know why I remember that aspect of that film so vividly, but uh, one of the people on it is talking about how it was so easy to steal food from Roy Rogers. It was also where my friend Mark and I got in a uh, ice ball fight with a bunch of neo-Nazis and local Klansmen after their march wow. at our colleges. We decided We decided we were angry enough that we were going to go fight them. Well, good. And we we cornered some in the Roy Rogers parking lot and said something, and they threw ice balls at us, and we threw ice balls back, and there were too many of them, and then we had to run and hide. Well, you <laughs> behind, did the right thing anyway. Behind a dumpster, as I, I don't be like me, but I'm just saying. Ah, be like be like Maureen. There are worse things to be like. But Maureen, let's get back to Hardee's, where we join the Daily Beast, Zachary Patrizio, who is uh, truly one of the great Mike Lindell reporters of all time and has the full play-by-play. So we understand that Lindell paid for his food at the first of two drive through windows. So he ordered, then he goes to the pay window. He's told to drive up to the second window, but before he can reach the second window, FBI cars pull behind him, in front of him, and alongside him. They fully box him in, in the Hardee's drive through According to Patrizio, Lindell believed he was watching, quote, a skit from a movie or, quote, possible attackers. I don't know if those two thoughts happened simultaneously or first he was like, this is a skit from a movie. And that like, did he think that it was like he was suddenly there was a prank show? Uh, uh, I mean... To be fair, Mike Lindell is not sleeping on a fully stuffed pillow. Like he Correct. is, that guy is not, he's not with us. No. And I could see him believing that he is being ambushed. Like in a prank show way. Cause he first, he thinks it's a prank show. Then he thinks it's attackers. He did give an interview later where he said they, the FBI was very lucky. It was at night. Because if it was in the day, he would have rammed their cars, which I don't really believe. I'm not sure why you can only ram during the day, but uh, that's what he said. We know that he then stuck his head out the window and demanded to see badges. I guess once he figured out he wasn't on a prank show. When FBI agents approached to show badges, according to Patrizio, Lindell went, quote, back and forth with them for a while, trying to tell them about Jesus Christ 
and all this type of stuff, trying to convert them and telling them about all the evidence that he has about the 2020 election. Did that work? Amazingly, it didn't. Oh. And the agents served Lindell with a search warrant and a grand jury subpoena. Okay. It's not clear if he was ever served his mushroom Swiss burger. Oof. That's a tough blow. I know. I know. I just like that his first line of defense here is, I want to convert you to the way of Jesus Christ. Let's go. Mm. Right. And then I guess the idea is they were going to see the light and walk away from their jobs? Again, this is Mike Lindell. Yes. The good news about it being like Mike Lindell is that we know literally everything that happened because Mike Lindell immediately went on his streaming show to uh, tell everyone all about it. My favorite part is that he says they take his phone. And then he says, they didn't take my computer because I don't use a computer. He says this, Maureen, while staring into a computer doing a streaming show. Okay. Okay. But according to Mike, on his show, the agents questioned him about a woman named Tina Peters, who's a Colorado County clerk who was indicted in March on charges that she helped copy sensitive data from the Mesa County, Colorado election system. Uh, Last year, in 2021, in May of 2021, is when they say she did this. Lindell told the Washington Post that he didn't meet with Peters until she attended a cyber symposium that he held in South Dakota in August of 2021. Now, why saying, well, I knew her and I only met her a few months later when I invited her to my cyber symposium is a good uh, defense. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, But also, it turns out that she didn't just attend his cyber symposium. Lindell flew Peters to the symposium in his own private jet. Okay. And he also previously told the Post that he'd paid for her lodging, security, and for her lawyers after her appearance at the event triggered an investigation by state and federal officials. Okay, so that is, that is, that is different. Yeah. And just so we're clear on what the crime is here, Peters is accused of participating in a scheme to allow a guy named Conan Hayes, who the Washington Post describes as, quote, a former professional surfer who reinvented himself as a data expert, I got no questions. To gain access to Mesa County election systems and copy sensitive files in May of 2021. In addition to wanting to know about Peters, the FBI apparently also asked him how images from the data that Peters had had assisted in copying ended up on Lindell's website, Frank Speech. Okay. Lindell told the Washington Post, quote, I have no idea what went on. I have nothing to do with it. So he doesn't know how that got on his own website. Correct. Okay. Lindell also showed a copy of the warrant on his show. And a warrant says that the FBI is investigating breaches of the Dominion voting systems machine. Dominion, you may remember, is suing Lindell for $1.3 billion. That is billion with a B for defamation. It's a big suit. Lindell also displayed a grand jury subpoena that calls for testimony before a federal grand jury in Grand Junction, Colorado, on November 3rd. Uh, But according to the Washington Post, it's not clear from the document whether Lindell was required to testify or if merely his phone has to appear in front of the grand jury on the 3rd. I would love it. It was just his phone sitting in the chair. Yeah. So phone. But yeah, so they took his phone. Uh, The FBI and the Justice Department have been on a real run, actually, of seizing phones and serving um, serving various summonses. So uh, but Lindell's is absolutely the most hilarious. It was a great day. (laughs) Things are heating up again, Dan, as we anticipated and not because we're smart, but because they said they would. Uh, Yeah. Uh, as you just sent to me, there's going to be another hearing. We got a yeah, date. We sure do. Date with destiny. You know what? The date is the 28th. Yeah. I believe the time is 1 p.m. Eastern. That's correct. Hey, guess who's going to be on a goddamn airplane at that time? 
Is this, it you? It's me. Perfect. <sighs> so okay. I've already I've already been thinking about this. Yeah. I buy the Wi-Fi package. Okay. And I attempt to stream it. Fun. I think I could do it. I think it might work. That's interesting. Because in theory, we have an episode coming out on the 28th. But I wonder if we oh. shouldn't wait. And record it on the ne- the day after the hearing? Yeah. That seems right to me, Dan. Because yeah. I think we're going to really want to know what the hell's going on. I just need to think that through because I just realized that I am doing, a, I am going to be in LA next week and I have a bunch of work that I have to do on that day. But you guys, it's happening. It was late, it's late in September, but they did say in September we would get another. Yeah. Because we that, haven't had a hearing since they raided his house, have we? No, but also the, the, this and that should probably not have a great deal of overlap. But I'm just saying like there hasn't, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, the uh, hot Watergate summer came to a abrupt end in July. We it came to a came since to then. came to a pause. Yeah. But now we have hot Watergate. The more exciting thing, hot Watergate fall. I do like a fall. Is yeah. there a fall iced tea you can make, or do you yes. move to a hot tea? Uh, I'm still drink iced tea for a couple more weeks because it's still hot. Yeah. And then I'll move to a nice mug of tea. Go nice with afternoon. like a, you could go with like a pumpkin sp- iced tea. Gross. Did you like that? That's Did gross you like to even that? think. Did you it's like gross. my wordplay? It's gross to even think about. Sp- iced. Barf. Dan, I'm going to be on a plane. I, I've had a lot of travel and weird stuff. I've had you a lot really of family have issues. a lot of travel. A lot of family stuff has happened this summer. A yeah. lot of travel. I have been like, I'm looking over at my year-long calendar it just squiggles everywhere of where i was at but i'm one more trip to make right now which is back to london for a few days sure now as one does now some things have been going on in england yeah i was gonna say we didn't even talk about this well the thing is that there's the whole thing that happened was the queen passed away yeah and it has been nothing but coverage of that for about a week and a half yeah. It has been absolutely solid. Basically, the entire it seems as if the entire country of England has been waiting in a line to see that body since then. The line to see the queen was, I believe, about 12 hours long. Every stretched, day. Every, constantly. It stretched yeah. on for, I think in the end, it was six or seven miles. Yeah. Over a thousand people had to be treated by the ambulance service while they were waiting in the line. Perfect. Uh, it was a very orderly line because if there's one thing they do well, they know how to queue. They yep. had bracelets. You could go and go to the bathroom, get food, come back. Like they had a system. They had a wow. system down. They really did have a system. So it was like if you needed to go to the bathroom, get something to eat, you could go and come back. You couldn't like go for a super long time, but you had to go and come back. But it has been really quite overwhelming. Like it was um, all programming was changed. Like a lot of even comment, like no satirical comedy shows were on every. Sure. Like, and it's, they are going through a huge crisis there right now. Oh yeah. But like that wasn't in the news. really. Right. They're like, we know you won't be able to afford, you know, food or heat this winter. But, but the queen died. The queen died. Like I, now I'm not, I'm not from there. I can't, I don't feel the right to comment on anybody's, feelings about this however going to anyway apparently because like i i don't know i am from there i give you permission well you're not really you were born i am all right i was born there and i'm excited to say they put the queen in the fucking ground yesterday and today i got a notification that my passport papers have been processed yeah everything back up again i was like wow that was efficient I thought Every, those things were never coming back. Everything, I thought it was going to be lost forever. Everything closed, and that included things like food banks. Oh, good. Perfect. So, and doctor's offices and surgeries and cancer treatments. Like, it was not, you know, I can see wanting to mark an occasion sure. if, you, if you really want to. Like, if it's your thing, it's your country, your history, fine. You know, it's, it's, that's what you need to do. But, you know, 
saying like doctor's offices won't be open, your cancer treatment, your place that you get food. Some people don't approve of the monarchy and like they don't, shouldn't have to really participate. Correct. Uh, in that activity. Also. There should have been opt an opt out. Yes. I saw a lot, a lot of coverage about what a wonderful humanitarian she was and how much she cared about the people and blah, blah, blah. And you would think that in uh, memory of that person, you would keep your uh, basics that help people live. Open, open. your food bank yeah. and your health service. Yeah, you would think. But, you know, God save the queen. I did read a thing that gave me a moment's pause, which was, as of now, James Bond does not work for Her Majesty's Secret Service. I know. It was one of the first things I thought of, weirdly enough, because I was thinking of the dumb, the dumb stuff that changed. Yeah. Like the kind of just weird little psychological tweaks of titles yeah. and little, like, post boxes and things like that. Yeah, they got to change a lot of things. Yeah, like, you know, it's there's stamps and money and things, but there's also things like her initials are on post boxes and certain uniforms. Sure. The ER uh, will now be the CR and with a three in the middle. Um, oh, not the emergency room. I'm like, wait, what? I didn't think yeah, that would change. Yeah, Elizabeth Rex with the two in the middle will be the CR. Charles Rex yeah. with the three in the middle. Um, I guess the more I watched, the more I, I didn't care. And yeah. I, I, I mean to apologize. Like, look, if it's your thing, you know, I, it was, it's, Dan, what it reminded me of is I live in New York City and when 9-11 happened, yeah. we were saturated with a certain type of coverage. Sure. That I remember after a while made me angry. Right. Like I was like, you need to stop. Like, this is, I hate this. Like, you need right. to stop. Yes. Um, but also, that was a devastating, shocking, and unpredictable, right? massive, global-shaking event. This is a very old woman dying. Yeah. That's different. Well, it's done now, Dan. It is. The official period of mourning is over. They're allowed to show comedy again. Yeah. And, I'm and then do we know how long till there's like a whole coronation thing? According to my family, uh, who's English, probably yeah. next year, probably in the springtime when it's warm. Apparently, Man. it takes a long time. Like I think with they said with the first when with Elizabeth, it took almost a year because they got to do all kinds of planning. You have to plan it, and generally, they like to do it in the warmer weather. That way, people can have like picnics outside and right. Like, block parties and put up bunting and everyone goes outside and has sandwiches and has a party. Man, how wild would it be if Charles kicked it before that? <laughs> I did kind of say to them, I'm like, you know, she was 25, like TikTok, you know? Yeah, he's good. like in his mid seventies. It's not like he's fine, but I'm just saying like, yeah, wait a whole year, you know, things can happen. Well, and on that note, I mean, Dan, Says who? It's been a week. Possible by you. Am I going to be able to stream this goddamn thing on the plane, Dan? Probably. How good do you think Virgin Atlantic Wi-Fi is? I think it's probably pretty solid. It's probably pretty solid. See, 1 p.m. means that it's 6 p.m. UK time. It's going to be directly in the middle of my flight, which will give me something to do. They might also have like CNN or something like that. They don't. They don't have live stream. No. Unfortunately. I think the Wi-Fi will work. Well, let's we'll figure it so. out. Otherwise, I'm going to land on the ground and be like, what happened? Yeah. Do you think there's going to be a big, new, exciting revelation? I don't know. I it's, I don't know what this, like, have they, they haven't said there's going to be more than one. It, I, there's a part of me that feels like they're like, shit, we said we were going to do one in September. Well, uh, okay, do one the last two days of I September. Think, I think they've got stuff because I think people come forward when they have some crazy ass stories. Yeah, well, we'll see, and we will let you know, despite both of us being on the move next week, we will figure this out. I think there's going to be some logistics we got to figure out yeah. before we fully commit to when the next episode of Says Who is, but Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every Sunday, including this next Sunday, you get a whole bonus 
episode of this very podcast at patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by ted leo our logo is designed by darth you can contact us at says who podcast on twitter you can email it hey that is h-e-y at says who podcast.com join the discussion on facebook at slash group slash says whovians our facebook group is moderated by janice dillard yes even while downstairs with COVID, she is moderating the facebook group there's also the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord and whatever you do spread the word subscribe please leave stars and reviews on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever it is that you listen and you can join us next week at some point for our very next episode from my bedroom because i'm not allowed in the basement here in chicago i am dan sinker and from wherever the hell i am right now I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. Simply having a wonderful COVID time. My coughing's on. I'm in my bed. I can't get up. Got stuffy head. (laughs) 